You're listening to a podcast from Oasis Church Bath. To find out more about us, visit our website at www.oasisbath.org. Good morning, guys. Uh, It's great to be able to speak to you today. I'm sorry that I can't be with you guys in person. My name is Simeon and I was born here in Bath and was brought up in a Christian family. I want to take this opportunity, I've got about 20 minutes, to share with you some thoughts that I've had over the past few years with society and, dis- and disability. I want to first read uh, Hebrews 11 verse 1. Now faith is the assurance of what we hope for and the certainty of what we do not see. Now, I, I'm i going to admit something to you guys. I haven't always found it easy to believe in a God of love and kindness. I haven't always found it easy to go to church. I haven't always found it easy to pray. And to be honest, I still struggle praying in groups today. I've only just started going to church on a regular basis. And like I said, I I haven't always found it easy to believe in a God of love and kindness. And yet I believe that Jesus is the Son of God, that he died on the cross to set us all free. I believe in what the Bible says, and I have listened to I listened to many sermons on online from different churches around the UK. I was born in, in, in a Christian home. My parents have been involved within the church for over 40 years. Mum and Dad now give uh, most of their time building and growing friendships between church leaders within the city. As a kid, every Sunday we would go to church. The church we went to met in the city centre. For me, church wasn't was something I went to but didn't really understand. As a as a as a kid I I thought church was a building rather where people sang songs and heard heard sermons. But it wasn't until I was in my teens when I when I realized what church really meant. Most of my closest friends are not Christians. They call themselves atheists. I already found school difficult to feel accepted as a disabled person, let alone a disabled person who believes in God. I feel a lot of my issues and problems at school were down to my faith rather than my disability. I remember the day that my school life changed forever and it was my philosophy and ethics lesson. 
we were asked if anybody of any of us believed in in God. Now, <laughs> I thought as we were in the twenty first century that it would be that I would be accepted for who I was. I was wrong. Just because we are in the twenty first century, it definitely doesn't mean that we are accepted for who we are. I would go further and say even today in 2022 it is still the case. It feels like for me we are all now figuring out what tribes we are in and if you're not in the same tribe as uh, me then get prepared to be ostracized. (laughs) Now you might laugh and think that I'm going over over the top. But a staggering 260 million Christians in the top 50 countries of the world watch list face high or extreme levels of persecution because of their faith. Now my teacher started by sharing that he was from a Jewish background but wasn't religious. I think because of his willingness to share his story gave me the courage to share my background, to share that I was brought up in a Christian family, that I went to church, that my parents led a church. Before I carry on, I must just explain the and describe the classroom. Because I'm a wheelchair user, I have to use an adjustable desk. Now, the adjustable desk in this classroom was at the front. This meant that my back was turned to all the rest of the class. I never saw their reactions. I could never see them laughing at me. Looking back at it, I... There were probably signs that I missed that could have told me that what I just said would cause me a lot more issues later down the line, or even on that day. I left the classroom feeling pretty confident, thinking that people would respect me for sharing my own values. Again, I was wrong. It's funny how past experiences haunt you for the rest of your life. That was the only time that I publicly shared about my faith. And it's probably one of the reasons why up to now I haven't shared anything about my faith and my relationship with God. Now you might be thinking, surely I've been sharing my faith with my parents. I love my parents and I'm so grateful to be brought up in a Christian family. It should be easy for me to be able to talk about my faith with them, but because of my anxiety, I'm unable to talk to anybody. It feels like faith has been so personal to me that I don't 
dare talk to anybody about it, including my own family. It's only been in the last couple of months, literally in a couple of months that I've been able to talk to them about my faith. It, it all is all down to the label disability. Society sees my chair before they see me as a human being. When they see the wheelchair before they see the person, they tend not to take me seriously at all. They start talking to me as, as like I'm a child, that I don't understand what's going on. It's like they think I'm just copying ev everyone else, but without the understanding of what is happening. Why have we got to this point where we see a wheelchair and we instantly assume that we don't understand what's going on. Now, I'm not saying for one moment my family or friends treat me like this. Far from it. It's more my anxiety telling me these things are going to happen because of past experiences. So, where was I really at at school? I was lost. I was unsure I was insecure with myself. I was hurt and I was alone. I was unsure what to believe. Is there really a God? Does he hear my prayers? At the time, it felt like he wasn't listening to me. But then again, <laughs> I didn't really talk to him. So there wasn't really much to listen to. They always say you will feel the Holy Spirit, that you will feel his presence and his peace. I never felt that. Nothing. I, I would go to church and people would be talking in this special language and feeling his presence and his peace, but I never felt anything. I started to doubt everything. Are they just all pretending? Am I missing a trick? Is there a special ritual that I need to say or do to allow me to be able to talk and feel God? The short answer is obviously no. There was no secret password or ritual that I needed to do. There was nothing I needed to to do except talk to him. I'm saying all of this now, but back at school, this was not clear to me at all. I didn't understand what being a Christian meant. I was so caught up in feeling left out at school, and to be honest, in society as a whole, that I forgot that there was a loving God that forgot that would never forget me, that never left, never left me and never forsaken me. I was so caught up in my own problems that were all 100% down to me and my mistakes that became more and more distracted and distant from the one person who I could trust and would never leave me no matter how many mistakes I made.
I felt hurt. Why would a, why would a creator ever create someone that was broken? You're now going to start seeing a running theme here. I felt hurt because I felt like society didn't accept me. And my hurt got in the way of my relationship with the one person that has never hurt me. How do I know this? Because I believe in what Genesis chapter 1 verse 27 says. So God created mankind in his image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. I was hurt because of the mistakes I made. But I was blind and kept blaming God when it was down to my actions, not his. It's easy to pass on blame, isn't it? Rather than taking on responsibility. I want to say it gets easier as you get older, but it really isn't. I was hurt because I was being bullied for something I couldn't help. I was hurt because my friends left me once they knew I was a Christian. And I blamed God for basically being him. I was a hypocrite. I was angry and rejecting God because I was feeling hurt and rejected. And I just wanted someone else to feel the way I felt. He knew exactly how I was feeling. He always knows how we feel. If you have a faith, you, you believe God can feel what you feel. He's not like your friends or family who watch from the outside and then it moves them because they love for you. He can feel in his own spirit your suffering and your hurt. <coughs> Isaiah 53 verse 4 says, It was certainly our sickness that he carried and our sufferings that he bore. But we thought he afflicted, struck down by God and tormented. The Bible continues to say Jesus was moved with com compassion and healed the sick. It goes on to say he, he knew the hearts of men. By the way, I'm not saying it's easy Far from it. So where am I now? I am a Christian. I, I pray. I play worship music. And I am, for the first time in my life, at peace. I attend church both online and in person. If I attend in person, I usually sit at the back so nobody can see me. <laughs> I believe God has a plan for me. I trust him and I believe things happen for a reason. I am at peace for two reasons. First of all, I, I now know what it truly means to be a Christian. It's now, I, it's not about the building, but fellowshipping with others. 
I know that we are made in his image. I now truly understand what that means. Secondly, I don't have to be brave or put on a mask when talking to him. I have stopped blaming him for things that society has put me through. I have also become stronger in my values. And this is where things start to get controversial and where a lot of party leaders have fallen because they were not clear on their beliefs and values. I believe in what the Bible I believe in what the Bible says. I believe Jesus told stories to illustrate God's everlasting love for us. The Bible is full of illustrations on how we should live our lives. For a long time I believed that if I didn't follow the Ten Commandments, I was not a Christian and I would be not going to heaven. I have broken commandments. I have said the name of the Lord in vain. I have worked on the Sabbath. I haven't always honoured my parents. I have lied multiple times. So anyone with an IQ higher than one will be able to tell you that I probably won't be sent to heaven. And that I have, because I have broken commandments. However, I truly believe Jesus was here on this earth to teach us on how to follow him. I believe he died on the cross and because of that, my sins are automatically forgiven. All our sins are forgiven. That does not mean we are allowed to do whatever we want because God will forgive us. Before becoming a Christian, I was scared of death. I felt restless. Have I done enough on this earth? For a very long time, I, I felt like I wasn't contributing anything to society. Compared to people like Nick Vujicic, I was a lazy person. I wasn't traveling around the world, sharing my story. I was sitting in my bedroom on Facebook, feeling sorry for myself. Now, during the, this pandemic, I have been able to join different churches, both here in Bath and around the UK. Isn't technology great? It's because of technology I'm able to talk to you today. Despite everything and my lack of faith, the one thing that I have always done is listen to worship music. The only gigs that I've attended have been worship events. At school, we were allowed to listen to music in, in lessons. My iPod and my phone were full of worship music. Songs like In Christ Alone, 
10,000 Reasons by Matt Redman. Amazing Grace. A close friend of mine at, at school um, introduced me to an artist called Lecrae. During lockdown, I bought his book, I Am Restored. Honestly, I can't put in, I can't seem to put this book down. He is so honest and open about how he lost his faith after his fame. I bought the book not because of his music, not because of his amazing story of how he became a Christian, but because of his podcasts and videos on on YouTube. A video titled How I Lost My Religion. For a long time, I have been struggling with the idea that I needed to perform for God to hide the fact that I have a disability. As long as I was being the guy I thought God wanted me to be, then so be it, even if it is not me. It wasn't until I watched the video and then read his book where I realised I was still stuck in the religion and not the relationship that I was so longing for. As soon as I realised that it's a relationship with my Heavenly Father, not following rules, hoping it's good enough to, for me to be able to go to heaven, then my anxiety of dying vanished. The question of having done enough on this earth vanished. For the first time, I was not performing for anyone. I was not acting anymore. My identity became less about my condition and more about how I live my life following Jesus. The hole that I tried to fill got smaller and smaller. I want to end this this uh, talk with two quotes. And if, like me, you've struggled with praying with with seeking a relationship with God, I recommend you reading a book by Peter Gray on God on Mute. It has changed my views on on prayer and especially unanswered prayer. And in 
in this book. Here. It. He says, if you are hurting and secretly wondering where is God and why this happening to me and how how come my prayers aren't working then I dedicate this book to you it is because of this book it's because of it is because of Resetting my life and really looking into the Word of God that I realised that a lot of these challenges that I face are not down to God. It's down to society. It's down to the inequality that we See you today. You're listening to a podcast from Oasis Church Bath. To find out more about us, visit our website at www.oasisbath.org.